I was studying today and yesterday, so if you'll turn please to Psalms, I want to talk to you about Jesus. He is so precious. In Psalms 45, I want to begin to read verse 6. Psalms 45, I begin to read in verse 6. And then if you'll find with that, 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 verse uh, verse 7. And then Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Those verses all tie together, so find those if you can, please. First of all, Psalms 45, verse 6. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia. Out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made thee glad. King's daughters were among honorable women. Upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of Ophrah. Pray with me, please, and then turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 7. Heavenly Father, it's a privilege we come tonight just be able to meet together. Thank you for that freedom tonight that we have. Thank you for watching over us, keeping us healthy and safe. Ask you to continue to bless those, heal those that cannot be with us. And Lord, we ask you this fear that virus would pass. Bless us, we do pray here tonight. Now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn over with me now. Keep your finger there in Psalms 45. Uh, turn to 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, and I'd like to read verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 7. Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious. But of them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Now Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, and verse 1 and 2. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. Go on down now to verse 11. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Heavenly Father, we pray tonight that you would help us to understand how precious Jesus is to us. We ask you to let the Holy Spirit open our eyes now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I was studying these I, some time back and looking up some behind some great preachers that I left to study behind and just read behind. Uh, artists have tried to paint on canvas what Jesus looked like. And I don't believe the pictures that they paint today, of course, uh, I know some of them not, but I don't believe that they actually picture what Jesus really looked at on this earth. But if you want to really catch a glimpse of what Jesus really looked like, as a son of God, you have to go to the Bible to find it out. 
God gives us many wonderful and beautiful and matchless pictures of Jesus, not painted on canvas, but printed in the, the Bible, His book. Not to be seen by physical eyes, but by the eyes of faith. Every time we read the Bible, we to look for Jesus. I've asked people to do this any time you're reading the Bible. Look for Jesus on every page, because He's there. And uh, when you do that, uh, we understand that His story is told us from His birth, His life, His death, His resurrection, His ascension, and His coming again. There are great men mentioned in the Bible, like Abraham. He's called a friend of God. Moses, and you think about this, Moses who talked to God face to face. John the Baptist who baptized Jesus. David, the Bible says the apple of God's eye. Isaac, Joseph, and you go on and on. You can mention all the great men of the Bible and what the Bible has to say about them. But what I want you to see tonight is they all fade away when it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible calls Him the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the Son of the living God. Now, we see Jesus, our precious Savior, in the Lamb that was uh, slain for us in the ark that Noah built. In a tabernacle, is ever a piece of furniture pointed to him? In that brazen serpent, Moses made and lifted up. In the shepherd, willing to lay down his life for his sheep, John 3, verse 14. We see him in the great high priest who intercedes for his people in Hebrews 7, verse 23 through 28. Isaiah 9, verse 6 says this. It gives us a picture of his birth. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. David painted a picture of his sufferings of the cross of Calvary, and Jesus said in verse 22, verse 1, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Now, going back to Psalm 45, David gives us a beautiful picture of Jesus. All the garments smell of myrrh and aloes and acacia. Now, what I want to know is why, and when you come to Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11, and these great men brought to the Lord Jesus Christ at His birth gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, there's a reason that all of these, these items is mentioned because they have great meaning to them. Now, number one, myrrh speaks of its sweetness. I love songs like Jesus, Oh How Sweet the Name, Jesus Every Day the Same, Jesus Let All Saints Proclaim It's Worth Praise Forever. Myrrh speaks of Jesus' sweetness. Myrrh was a precious plant that the Greeks and the Romans and the Egyptians and the Jews bought at a very high price. Go back to Exodus now, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Exodus chapter 30. Look with me, beginning in verse 22. Moreover, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thou also unto thee principal spices of pure myrrh, five hundred shekels, 
and a sweet cinnamon, half so much, even 250 shekels, and a sweet calamus, 250 shekels, and acacia, 500 shekels, after the shekel of the sanctuary, and of oil, olive, a hen, and thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compounded after the art of the hypocrisy, it shall be an holy anointing oil. And if you go on and study that, you'll find out that God said, don't let anybody ever make an oil like that. Now watch this in verse 34. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take unto these sweet spices, stat, and onyx, and caliban, these sweet spices, with pure frankincense, of each shall there be a light weight, and thou shalt make it a perfume, a confection, after the art of the prophecy, tempered together, pure and holy. And thou shalt beat some of it very small, and put of it before the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation, where I will meet with thee, it shall be unto you most holy. And as for the perfume which thou shalt make, you shall not make to yourselves according to the composition thereof, it shall be unto thee holy for the Lord. Whosoever shall make like unto that, to smell thereto, shall even be cut off from his people. All of this speaks of the sweetness of the Lord. Now every Sunday, just about it, I fix a, a big old roast and everything before I leave the house. And I put it in the oven, and I take big old slices of onion and lay on top of that roast. And, and I, But my son makes me a concoction of spices to rub that thing with. And when you open that house, when you come back home, and that thing is smelling, it'll starve you to death. I mean, it is just right. And it's got the whole house smelling with it. That's the reason I like to cook at home. Uh, that's the reason we like to have a turkey for Thanksgiving. I don't like to go out to eat on Thanksgiving. You know why? Because when I open the house, it's a smell all over the house. Well, that's what these perfumes were like. You know what it's all speaking about? You can't come in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ unless it affects you. That's what it's all talking about. Just a small piece of this ointment uh, made, full, uh, made the room full with its fragrance. And you couldn't come in contact with myrrh without it becoming a part of you. Now, if you come in contact with Jesus without His becoming a part of you, then uh, you never met Him. Acts 4 verse 13. They took knowledge of them, that is the disciples, that they had been with Jesus. He is sweet as a friend who never leaves you. To know Jesus is to love Him. Proverbs 18 verse 24. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. When we say, I don't know what to do, you know what Jesus said? I'll tell you what to do. When we say, how can I make it? Jesus said, I'll help you. When we wonder, where will I go from here? He said, I'll lead you. Now, the name of Jesus is so sweet. I have its music to repeat. To make my joys full and complete. The precious name of Jesus. Jesus, oh how sweet the name. Jesus, ere the day the same. Jesus, let all saints proclaim this worthy praise forever. Now, to destroy that name, think about this. You'd have to burn all the Bibles. You'd have to kill all the Christians. You would have to 
burned down all the churches. And even then, the Bible says the birds would sing Jesus. And the mountains and the winds would whisper Jesus. And the mountains would shout it, Jesus, Jesus. Again, the myrrh speaks of Jesus' sweetness. Hallows speaks of the bitterness of His sufferings. Isaiah 53, verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes we are healed. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus drank the bitter cup of all the sins, of all the sorrows, of every agony of earth and hell could muster up. Every ungodly deed ever done, Jesus took it in His body in the Garden of Gethsemane. The angels in heaven must have cried out, Aloes, aloes, bitter, bitter. Jesus suffered more than any man has ever suffered for you and I. Psalms 45 tells us His garments smell of cassia which speaks of his healing power. The case of plant was used as a medicine. Jesus went about healing all manner of diseases. There's no case too hard for Jesus. I was reading and studying something today when the question was asked, is there anything too hard for God? The answer to that is no. And I think about a lot of things that's going on in people's lives today and they can't cope with it. There's nothing too hard for the Lord to help you with. Jesus can do anything. Jesus went about healing all kinds of diseases. And no case was too hard for Him. Jesus' main purpose is not just to heal the body, but to heal the sin-sick soul. And I thank God the Bible has a prescription, and it's not written in Latin, but it's in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every drop of Jesus' blood is sprinkled on the mercy seat. The devil cannot stay where the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is. That's the reason that I'll never forget the first time that I ever come in contact with a demon-possessed person. And if you don't believe there's demon-possessed people, brother, you go with me sometime and I'll show you some of them. They are demon-possessed people in this world. But the first time that I went, I went to, to see a young lady that was on drugs and, and she was completely out of her mind. And I never will forget it. I did not know. I was a young Christian preacher at that time, and I didn't know how to handle that situation. But I learned one thing. The blood of Jesus Christ will take care of you. And when I prayed for that young lady, I never will forget it. I prayed the blood of Jesus Christ against that demon in that young lady's situation. And God gave the victory. I know one thing. The devil can't stay where the blood is applied. Now listen, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 and 4. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures and was buried and rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Now that's the gospel of the grace of God. And that's powerful enough to save any sin-sick soul. Amen? Years ago, there was a young girl who came in my office. And she sat down with me and she said, I'm demon-possessed. I'm practicing to be demon-possessed. I said, no, you're not. If you were, the devil wouldn't let you say so. And she pitched a fit and rolled around on the floor. And I said, you get up and get out of here. And I run her out of my office. About two weeks later, she came back. And she sat down and she put in again. I run her out of my office again. I said, when you get your mind right, you come back and sit down and talk with me. 
And about two or three weeks later, she came back again. And I took my Bible and I led her to saving faith in Christ. And she straightened up, got her mind, and she told me this story. And I can take you to the church that her mother was going to. And she said, my mother got all the women of the church and brought me down to the altar with a silver bucket. And they put the bucket in front of me and got around me and prayed the devil out of me. And I was supposed to throw up that devil out of me into that silver bucket. Now, I asked her one simple question. Would you please show me that in the Bible? That ain't in here. Amen? You know how you defeat the devil? Through the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. The last part of verse 45, if you would play uh, Psalm 45 for just a second. Just turn back there for just a second. I want to show you something. Psalm 45. And I'd like for you to look at... Uh, uh, verse uh, 6. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is the right scepter. Thy lovely righteousness, thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And all thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cases. Out of the ivory palaces whereby I have made thee glad. Can I give you some? This one verse tells us he comes out of the ivory palaces. You know where that's at? Heaven. Jesus came out of the ivory palaces that we might go to the ivory palaces. Just think about this. I've thought about this so many times. Just think about stepping on the shore and finding out you're in heaven one day. Just go to bed or whatever happens to your life here. And this life is snubbed out here and you go to bed, you go to sleep, so to speak, here and waking up in hell in a split second. Now just think of touching the hand and finding it's God's or breathing new air and finding it's celestial or waking up in glory and finding it's home and, and to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord. That's heaven. That's what Jesus came down here to do for us. Now, here's what I'm getting at tonight. Everybody's got all kind of problems, everything in their life today, and they say, Lord, can, uh, preacher, can God handle this? There's five things that God says, the Bible says, it's nothing too hard for God. Number one, no promise in the Bible is too hard for God to keep. If God promised you something, He will keep it. Amen? There's no prayer too hard for God to answer. Just this week, I had a man tell me that he has a daughter that there's just no hope for. She is uh, 36 years old, and she's gone, and she's a dope addict. And he said, well, would you please pray for my daughter? And I said, I sure will, and I believe this with all my soul. God can change her. Amen? Now, I can't. I don't have that ability. I told a man that was alcoholic one time, he'd come sit down with me. He said, pray for me, Lord, uh, preacher. Help me, preacher. I said, I can't. I'm not qualified. I don't know how to handle that. But I can help you with it. And I can send you to the one who can. Not only to the Lord Jesus, but I can send him to some people that are qualified to help you with that. And that's the same way I feel about a dope addict or anything else. I can't handle it. But I know when it can. 
and I believe with all my soul, there's no prayer too hard for God to answer. There's no problem too hard for God to solve. Uh, you think about it for just a minute. You remember the story of the man that was left, laid, let down through the roof with four men? And I've thought about this a many times. You get four people together. Here's a man on a bed. They get on each corner of that bed. And they're taking him to Jesus to be healed. And they get to the house that Jesus was in. And it was too crowded for them to get in. Now the next thing you hear is that these four men is busting up the roof to let him down through the roof. Now the first thing I asked is, how did they get up there? How did they get on the roof? Somebody had to get a ladder. Somebody had to tear the roof up. Somebody had to get everything ready. And then together, the four of them had to let it down. And you think about the, the, the hardship that they went through to get on that roof, to get him down to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I said to myself, isn't that something? There's nothing too hard for God to do. God can do it. There's no place too hard for God to revive. You know God's still in the reviving business? There's no person too hard for God to save. Amen? I don't care who you are. If you still got breath in your life, you can still come to the Lord Jesus and be saved. I'm going to tell you something, folks. we got a wonderful, wonderful Savior. And when I read this and understand what these little items that's mentioned in the book of Psalm 45, myrrh, aloe, and cassia, that's just not ointments that God's talking about. He's talking about what the Savior is like. And I look at Him and I think about how the house is filled with just the things that my son made just to put on that roast and how it fills the house. I said, my, my. I wonder what that must have smelled like. That wonderful smell of the Lord Jesus. And how it must have filled the room where He was at. And I think about it. As nobody comes in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ, that they're not affected. Amen? That's what that whole story is about. When I come in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ, I've never been the same since. And I hope I never will be the same. He's my Savior. Amen? Glad I'm saved tonight. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, would you bless your people? It's such a pleasure to have a Savior that we can depend on and know that He loves us and how lovely He is. And one day, you've already promised us we shall see Him face to face. And we look through faith right now and we behold Him. But one day, face to face, what a day that's going to be. Bless your people, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here. Let's sing a song. You got one in what page, please? You got a song? 164. 164. Let's sing it.